Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. How you doing? Welcome to the show. It's Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast. Oh, as all the cool kids calling it Rehef. Oh. Uh, and it's episode 16 or something. God. Uh, I think a lot of people tune into this and come to this just to see the physical decline that, I, that occurs to me over the uh, course of doing this every single day. I'm, I'm absolutely fucked. I was much worse last night. I kind of was all right. The old bus uh, tissues that Susan Cameron gave me. Very, very kept me in good stead. There they are from yesterday. They're nice. Get a little bit of that on your fu- on your fella. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, but I was kind of pretty ill yesterday. But then Doctor Theatre got me through last night. So we'll see how we go now. But this doesn't really feel like a theatre in here. So probably I'll just be ill uh, as we go. But I think I'm a bit better. It's gone to my chest. Mm. Um, but uh, there we go. So uh, uh, yeah, it's been. Uh, I watched uh, the end of season four of Breaking Bad last night. Pretty good. Yeah, you like seen it? That's pretty good. Isn't it? We don't give any spoilers away. Um, so I haven't seen any shows. But Breaking Bad's um, fucking amazing. If you uh, if you want to get, a, you can watch that wherever you are in the world as well. You don't have to come to Edinburgh. It's fantastic. Um, I've been reading a lot about Rodney Buse. Uh, I've become a bit obsessed with since meeting him and him telling me that Jimi Hendrix played on the Lightly Lads theme tune. Um, <laughs> If you, haven't been, if you haven't been listening to the podcast, uh, which I think is not true, he may have played on the theme tune to Father Dear Albert or Mother Albert or something at another sitcom. Um, but Rodney Buse's life story is kind of slightly uh, horribly tragic because he was in the Lightly Lads. Many of you are too young, you youngsters there. Look at you. The Lightly Lads. No, I don't know what you're talking about, do I? Um, but anyway, they were, it was a big sort of sitcom and Rodney Buse and James Boland were in it. And there's sort of parallels here with... My life, which is maybe why I'm worried about it. It's been a big hit in the 90s. One of them's gone on to be massively successful, and the other one just talks about the show he did years and years ago all the time. I do feel sorry for Stuart, the way he goes on about that, but um, it's time for him to move on. But, uh, but they haven't spoken to each other for 30 years, Rodney Buse and James Boland, because uh, Rodney Buse gave away some personal detail, a very minor thing. They both come across out of that quite badly. Rodney Buse seems a bit sad for being stuck in the park. And when I met him, he did unbidden talk about the Lightly Lads just straight away. <laughs> I'm not really interested in them. No, I want to tell you about the Lightly Lads and make some lies up about it. Uh, but, um, but James Boland, I think, is equally... It's pretty horrible that he won't... He won't let he won't, um, let Rodney Buse. Uh, he, won't, he won't let the BBC show the Light Lads again. Rodney Buse is saying, if only they'd let the show, I'd get, I could pay off my mortgage with the repeat fees. So it's kind of this really horrible, tragic thing that's kind of just haunting me at the back of my mind now. And, <laughs> not a great start to a, a podcast. So, you know, if you're coming expecting some jokes, but it's just going to be a man worrying that he will, when he's seventy, will turn into Rodney Buse. Um, he was very affable. He said, "Nice, guy, nice enough." guy uh, and um, we just talk things through together as a little so what, what, what's your name son with the, you got like something around your head is it, have you had an accident of something is, is, is it an accessory is it cool what's your name Tom how old are you 20 god you look so young that's the problem it's hard to tell now that's that that's why I just leave anyone under 30 alone just because it's they could be they could be 29 they could be 12 uh I'd seriously have gone for about 17. Is that a compliment? Are you, are you doing a show, Tom, or are you just up to see stuff? You're seeing stuff. So do the girls like the old uh, elastic band around the head look? Is that, is that working for you? Or is, I mean, this, you could be together with this uh, equally handsome young man. Are you just friends, or are you just friends so far, but, you know, Edinburgh? I tell you, get, once you get in at your dorm and there's a ventriloquist dummy lying around, you never know what... You never know what might happen... <laughs> I was 20 when I first came up to Edinburgh. Yeah, it's nice. And look at me now. Well, I'm 45 now. Yeah, I am your future. If you're, if you're very fucking lucky, son. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so what have you seen? See anything good? Peacock and Gamble. Let's just cop it off Lee and Herring. Uh, so you kind of essentially have seen my early work. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, the good, do you enjoy Peacock and Gamble? They're great. They are good, yeah. Have you seen anything? John Richardson. John Richardson, he's good, isn't he, John Richardson? Yeah. Maybe I should talk to my guests rather than a couple of 20-year-old boys in the front row, but, you know, you never, <laughs> never know your luck. So um, I think I've whipped you up into a frenzy. It's going to be... 
were you expecting something different? I mean, I should be very happy. You know, you're, it's a sold-out show, so thank you all for coming along. Um, we've got a fantastic uh, guest who uh, is one of my favourite comedians. I've seen him over the years, uh, and uh, he's kind of just uh, on the verge of something massive, I think, breaking through into the mainstream. We got him here before he's become successful. Too successful. He is quite successful. Will you please... What a brilliant introduction. Will you please welcome... <laughs> The incredible Nick Helm, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. He's not too successful yet. So far. Hello, Nick. Welcome along. How are you doing? Yeah, all right, Rich. Thanks for that. <laughs> I didn't want to build you up too much, just in case you didn't deliver the goods. You know, it's, uh, you're actually, you're, you know, this uh, Edinburgh Fringe podcast has been going for a couple of years, and you're one of the success stories, because last year you were just one of the little stand-up spots, one of the little kids doing the yeah. five minutes of stand-up spot. Now look at you, proper guest. Proper guest. Yeah, it's, it's very good. exciting, isn't it? I, I'm very excited. <laughs> Hello. That's you were in the front row of my gig the other day. Yeah, he's in the front row of everyone's gig. Yeah. It's you didn't like me, did you? He does, he just doesn't, no. he doesn't display human emotion. <laughs> he's, very, he's very like Gus from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Oh, no, I won't give a spoiler away. Uh, so, uh, um, he's, uh, only certain people can see him. He's, he's always here. And some comedians can see him, some can't. The ones who take more drugs can see him. I think oh, that's, right. the, that's the way it is. Everyone else is going, what are they talking about? <laughs> Straight. He doesn't really enjoy himself at all, so don't be put off. Craig Campbell was very freaked out by you. You, you upset him a lot by not laughing enough. So you do that all the time. You, yeah? just sit, you sit in the front row of people's gigs and not laugh. Yeah. Andy Re- Unbelievable, mate. <laughs> Twice in one week. <laughs> You're messing with the wrong cunt. Yeah. <laughs> it is. A, it's, it is a comedian thing, isn't it? That if you're in, if you're looking at an audience of uh, you know, 150 laughing people, you'll see the one person in the audience who really hates you. Oh no, there's loads of them there. <laughs> it's just he was at the front. <laughs> <laughs> so how's this year's Edinburgh going for you, Nick Helm? Yeah, it's going all right. Yeah. What's happening? I just do my show every day and go yeah. to bed. It's like, that, is that yeah. it? You can't, you're young. You've got to be out there having fun. I've heard you're a bit of a player. I sort of, <laughs> I sort of see you as the young me, but with more successful with awards and stuff. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm nearly the young you. I'm not quite there yet, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, it's going good well. Start. It was yeah. a good start then. <laughs> good start. Yeah, we've derailed the whole show yeah. now. Now we could just sit, Why don't we just sit here inside? We're both a little bit gruff. It's, it's girls who like men with sort of sexy gruff voices are going to win, and men are going to enjoy. Are going to enjoy listening to this. Yeah. Two slightly fucked men. Yeah, it's going to be fun. No, it's going to be fun. Good. We keep saying. I keep saying it's going to be fun. Yeah, and then it, that might make it happen. Then it might make <laughs> it happen. Yeah. I tell you what, that's what really works as a comedian. If you go, I'm stop looking at me. Just focus on you. It's all right. Let's have a look. I'll, I, won't, I won't look at you. Either. We can both. He's become such a big star now that even the audience aren't allowed to look at him. That's. You hear that? You hear that often about celebrities? They'll go. None of the crew are allowed to look at me. When I walk from the, my dressing room to the stage, I've heard this on people's riders. Yeah. The, the crew are not allowed to look at me. Like the people backstage have to look at the floor as I pass. You all yeah. got to the point where the audience aren't allowed to look at you. That is. It goes a lot better when they that. don't look at me. It's fine. <laughs> it goes a lot better when they don't turn up as well. It's fantastic. What is your show this year? Let's my, get that out. Of the okay, way. my show this year is called This Means War. Wow. It's at five thirty at the Pleasant Dome. Hey, that's a good time to be on. It's great time because yeah. it doesn't really clash. It doesn't clash with anything. I can come and see it. And but I'm you haven't. I mean, yeah, I haven't. But <laughs> you haven't, have you, Rich? <laughs> you keep saying you might. But I've, I've put tickets aside for you every day. <laughs> I thought still I'd not get... there. He turned up. <laughs> <laughs> And he paid. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I thought I'd get you on here say how funny you were first before I you know, made the commitment. Uh, <laughs> the way I get, this is the only way I get, I get to see like 25 acts for free. It's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> pretty sweet work from Richard Herring. Uh, is, is the show about war or is, it just, is that just a good name for it? Yeah, it's an amazing name, isn't it? It is. It's such a great concept. It's fantastic. Yeah, but no, not really. Um, well, when I was, uh, when I was researching uh, my show... Yeah. I spent a lot of time watching war films because yeah. it was safer than enlisting. <laughs> and then I had one weekend where I watched Platoon, Apocalypse Now, <laughs> The Deer Hunter, <laughs> Hamburger Hill, uh, 
and full metal jacket and then I just realised there's absolutely nothing funny about war and I'm absolutely <laughs> I'm absolutely fucked for the month but um, I think I think I've made one or two wry observations <laughs> I've really put it in context. So. It's a pretty depressing weekend, but not as depressing as reading Rodney Bue's autobiography, is my guess. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so, I, have you seen the full-length Apocalypse now? I finally watched that. Redux. Yeah, the Redux. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. You can understand why they cut most of the stuff out, but there's a good bit where you see some uh, bare ladies. <laughs> so uh, that's a little tip for anyone who likes Colin and the young young lads here. If you Colin, I've got a name for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's keeping me working if it wasn't for Colin this year at Edinburgh I'd, be, I'd have to move out of my house he's bought so many tickets to this show he may have just saved me in this difficult this difficult Edinburgh are you finding is that is that is your experience of Edinburgh that it's a bit quieter than usual or are you it feels a lot quieter yeah I think he was asking me actually thank yeah. you <laughs> Um, you work hard for seven years and then you can get the opportunity to talk to Richard Herring <laughs> <laughs> no, but it has been quieter, hasn't it? It's been quieter, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves should, Richard Herring. Maybe you should be a bit quieter as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been quieter. No, it's, but not, not necessarily my show. No. But um, my show has been quiet. Yeah. Well, it's annoying <laughs> because I, because I, you know, I, I admitted that that was the case, and then that I'm the only one who's put my head above the parapet. And then the uh, actually, there was an article about the Independent they wanted to talk to me. I thought, oh, I've talked about it enough. But then they opened. He said, Are they just allowed to lie in newspapers? Is that? I thought, is that? They they opened it by saying, oh, Richard Herring has been a, no laughs for comedians or something. Then Richard Herring's been having a difficult time in Edinburgh at the end of his recent show where there was hardly anyone in. He said, uh, oh, tell your friends they can have a whole row of seats each. <laughs> and I said. I, I did a tweet about that. Yeah. I tweeted that joke before before a show. Publicly. But I didn't say... I didn't. But he said at the end of his show, he said, tell your friends they can have a whole row each. That's a different thing than tweeting a joke about it, than actually saying there is a row each for every <laughs> single... Po- which there isn't. It was an exaggeration. But if the man says he's in the room, he's just made a lie up. He's lied. He's put two things together it's and lied. Exaggerated. It's, li- not it's exaggerated. half a row it's each, a, isn't it? It's lie. half a row each. It is. You can have a... There's, I don't know, let's see. There's, uh, it depends what you categorise as a row. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, it goes in three sides. So if each of the rows... Does that count as a row there? Yeah, it does. So there's three sides of, I don't know, about ten. So there's about um, <laughs> 90 rows. Is that right? No, there isn't even that many. There's about 60 rows, and there's always been at least um, 60 people there. <laughs> so it is not true. It's not true. You've heard it here first. <laughs> and, uh, what paper was that? The Guardian? The, in- the Independent. The independent. I they're meant to be honest, aren't they? You can't just start lying putting things together. Go, well, that would be better if I say he said it on stage. I didn't say it on stage, you fuck it, I'm going to get you. I've got, I've got his email address because he emailed me asking me to be interviewed. So I'm going to get him and but I'm going to fucking they do cut that. his cock off. They take... S- they stick it up his ass, and he'll go, oh, Richard Herring stuck my cock in my ear. No, I didn't. Why are you saying that? It's nearly true. It's not... Just say... It's near enough true. Why not just tell the truth? Why just make a slight lie up? It's true. Yes. Well, I'm angry about it. Okay. Um, and I've seen you over the years because you did. Um, uh, I haven't, you've done seven Edinburghs. Or you've been, I've or done thirteen Edinburghs. Thirteen. Oh, because you. But came I've done up, seven in a row. You came up as a youngster. Yeah, with, in yeah. musical theatre and things. No, no. Didn't. Ne- I never did musical yeah. theatre. I never did musical theatre in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very musical man, though. You are, you're a very good singer. That's what they call me. They call me the musical man. <laughs> the musical man. Uh... It's like the music man, but the musical man. <laughs> the musical man, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw you do... Um, I mean, I've seen various of your shows, because you did uh, with my, my... She wasn't my wife then, but she is now. Yes. Well done to me. Katie Wilkins. Uh, Katie Wilkins, and who else was that? Was it uh, Lou, it was Hannah George? Hannah George and Richard Bond. Richard Bond. Yeah, in a show at the uh, Espionage. Yeah, it was Free Fringe. Free so that Fringe. Was, that was, what, four or five years called ago. called it Comedy O'Clock. Hey, because what yeah. what time is it? And then I because I, I, I compared it. I don't compare anymore, but I compared it because um, people misread my anger. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm just going to assume none of you have ever heard of me, and you're just thinking. He shouts a this? lot. Usually. I shout a lot. Gets cross. So I had to stop comparing. This is the real Nick Helm. It's, the, it's not like Stuart Lee where 
Where he's always on. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's the character and the real him are sort of the same thing. With you, uh, you on stage is different than you off stage. Yeah. You're on stage now, though, I'll just remind you. No, but this is the uh, act. No, okay, this, this is, is the, the act. act. <laughs> and when I go on stage and call you a cunt, I mean it. <laughs> but you th- You're laughing! Hey, that's, oh. all you want. that's all they want. That's all you wanted, wasn't it? The people who, oh. sit, the people who sit in the front row just want... They come here because they want to be abused. Verbally, initially, but occasionally, yeah. You know, you know what you're after. And, you know, it might, it might happen. You never know your luck. It's Edinburgh. I've got married. It's ruined. Okay. It's ruined. Don't get married, Nick. It ruins everything. Okay. It takes the dynamic away because they go, before when I used to do that kind of thing, people were going, does he mean, does he mean is he going to sexually assault a woman in the front row? It gave a like, little tinge of excitement to it. And now they go, well, he's married. It's clearly that's not, it's just a pretend thing. Yeah. So it's hard, isn't it? It is, makes it difficult. So never get married and then people will think you're a sex or pest. Get forever. married. Get married and just don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, another thing. That's even better. Instead of tweeting about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when we went to Amsterdam together and on the way back we sat on the train together and we sat in silence but you were tweeting about our journey <laughs> and then all of a sudden I started getting tweets of people actually genuinely insulting me because you called me a bellend on Twitter <laughs> I was like going what's this and you were just like mm, not, not my fault I had to leave Twitter because of that <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Was that the time where the man behind me... Uh, <laughs> yes, <was> yes! <laughs> it was brilliant. The man behind us in the airport was listening into our conversation for ten minutes because you were talking about television and stuff. Yeah. And then he said, uh, I'm really sorry, um, I didn't mean, to, uh, didn't mean to eavesdrop, <laughs> but are you that man that travelled around the world with you and McGregor on a bike? We were getting on really well, and then the conversation just went. And it was almost like I put my hand on your shoulder and said, It's all right, Rich. I'm, I know who you are. It's fine. This is the best day of my life. Because we went in a taxi, and then on a plane, and then on a train. We did them all. We did them all. And tweeting all the way. Got home in tears. Why does everyone on Twitter hate me? <laughs> Just because Richard Aaron says so. Got, it's a bit great power I have. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. Uh, as Spider-Man said, surprise, surprise less of you. There's less nerds in today for some reason. It's a Saturday audience. There's, uh, you know, there's some people quite... She's got a headband on as well. Uh, look, they're a little, they're a little wave, a little smile. I think we've, oh. we've created something. How old are you? You're a bit old for him, darling. Uh, he's, uh, he's only 20. Uh, what you're thinking is disgusting. <laughs> I hate that when someone much older gets together with someone much younger. Yeah. Disgust me. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but... Um, she's not that much younger, though, is she, Rich? Uh, my wife. Yeah. She's quite... She's, uh, there's a big age gap than there is there. Would you go out with, uh, with an older woman? Yeah, sure, sure. Would you go out with a younger... Like, it's like a little turn into blind date. But how he's, old? Look, he's, not, he's 20. He's 20. They've both got headbands. They like putting their hair in headbands. <laughs> what do you think? I think that is enough. That's all it takes. You only need one thing, innit? <laughs> it's it's when and then just stretch it out for 40 <laughs> years and then shoot yourself. <laughs> when things get dull, you can go, hey, should we put different hairbands in again? I go, yeah. That might work. She's got a friend as well. Are you, are you, are you with, together with there? Are you with this guy? No. no. You're all just friends? Because I was going to say, that would be a terrible mismatch. Uh, <laughs> you see him, look at him. I mean, you can't see him. It's ridiculous. She's very pretty, and he's, you know. <laughs> well, for a start, he has, he has no hair. For a start. That's, that's, the, that's the starting. What's wrong with you people? He sat, he sat in the front row. He knew what was coming up. Um, so, these two going on a double date after with these two? Well, I'll give you some tickets to some other shows if they turn up. They haven't turned up today. He'll be sat on the front row. <laughs> just staring at you while you're eating pizza. It's Edinburgh. Anything, anything's allowed to happen. But I have to kind of act as a matchmaker now. That's what happened. That's, that's all, it, all I can do. I'm the puppet master. I can facilitate. You've in, solved in a, your problems, yeah. and now you just need to go around the world solving everyone else's. That's true. And what a lot of problems we have in today. <laughs> do you have a young lady or man, Nick? It's fine if you're gay in your life. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Yes. You do? Yeah. I've never mentioned it before. I've never right. said it before. That's very nice. I feel it's uh, contradictory to what I do on stage. <laughs> Just because you've ruined your own career, Richard, doesn't mean you've got to take me down with you. 
No, I'm single. I fucking love it. It's a different woman every night. Just like you used to be, Rich. Just like you. I see you as the young me. I'm living life vicariously through you. I've grown my hair like you and everything. Yeah, I've got... There's a different kind of beard style than I've got. Yeah, but this is for my show. Is it? Is it the Peter Sutcliffe beard you're doing this? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Reclaiming it for comedy. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. She got my show. <laughs> oh, yeah. But to know what, Jack White will beat you to it. He's he's got a proper Peter Sutcliffe beard, <laughs> and and I reckon has killed some women. <laughs> Whereas you joke about it, that kind of thing, I'm sure. I don't think you would ever hurt anyone. I've uh, never joked about killing women. <laughs> You have not seen me, have you? I've seen you loads of times. I saw you in uh, I Think You Stink. I Think You Stink. How many people have seen that show? I liked Nick Helm before. He was on those comedy blaps, uh, kissing girls and stuff. Yeah. Do you think there was an element where you... Have you seen the comedy blaps he's done? They are very funny. There's one where you're singing to a very pretty girl. Yeah. Did you just set that up so you could do that? That's what everyone says to me whenever I do anything where I kiss a girl on TV. Like revenge of marriage. Yeah. Pose for all the photos. Is, is that just so you could kiss that, a pretty girl? It was, yeah. Yeah. It's very expensive, isn't it? It was. It was a big expense. <laughs> Are you doing any more of the... Is that leading on to other stuff? No. No blacks? one watched them, so... They um, did. I watched them both. Was there more than two? There was three of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a bit bored after the Do you know what? They're right there on YouTube. <laughs> and you just need to click through. <laughs> Fucking hell. It couldn't be um, easier. Two out of three ain't bad. You're walking down a corridor. I am walking down a corridor on one of one. them, yeah. Just, just by reciting it doesn't mean that it all went in. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, there's no more blaps. No, no more, more blaps. No more television. Oh. Nothing. No, don't feel sorry for me. I do feel sorry for I you. I did have my moment. And um, <laughs> and this is it. <laughs> yeah. This is a beautiful moment in the sun. Oh be fine. God! <laughs> <laughs> what is your favourite Edinburgh memory, Nick Helm? Of all the times you've been up here, what's the best thing that's ever happened to you? Or the funniest thing, or anything? Oh, so many, so many, so many. I saw a man with a blue face today. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty amazing. Actually, I saw a man today on a tightrope uh, on between two trees playing the violin. That's what I like about Edinburgh. Oh, right. Yeah. I tell you what, once yeah. when in, I was flyering once, because uh, I used to do my own flyering. Yeah. Changed. Before I got really big. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and there was... Uh, no, I wasn't flyering. Sorry, scratch the beginning of that anecdote. <laughs> I'm not an anecdotal comedian. Um, <laughs> so you weren't flyering. I wasn't flyering. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but it was a long time ago, and I just stood still, and people gave me money. <laughs> yeah, you know, deliberately, I stood still. Yeah, you know, acted like a dick, <laughs> like a statue. Made, made some no, not like, well. Like one yeah, of those men like who like those men. Well, they stand pretty still. Well, that was the idea behind it. Occasionally, like uh, Colin, they come to life, though, the during the day. <laughs> <laughs> Climb down off the top of Notre Dame. <laughs> 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 I'm saying you look like a gargoyle. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you got it. <laughs> I can't believe that was my Edinburgh moment <laughs> for 13 years. I saw Once I acted like a dick and I, someone gave me some money. I saw people having sex. Yeah, and the street, and that was a good moment. That's one of my oh, memories. That's good. I've eaten a baked potato every year I've been here. That's one of my memories. Once I found a cold uh, Chinese takeaway uh, <laughs> by a park bench at five o'clock in the morning, and uh, I ate it. <laughs> but that wasn't in Edinburgh. That was, uh, that was just at uni. <laughs> Don't judge me, you fucking cunt. It was delicious. <laughs> it's better to eat it cold than heat it up. <laughs> Risking food poisoning. You risk, you risk much more chances of getting food poisoning. <laughs> what kind of uh, Chinese takeaway was it? Oh, there was a fucking stack of it. I don't know why they left it. There was like there was everything that you could have possibly. Wanted. There was about five dishes. So it was not uneaten. It was completely sealed, sealed up. Oh, and it was right. and it was in a bag. And me yeah. and my friend just were, we were starving. We couldn't afford to eat. And we opened it up and we looked in it. And we were just kind of like, oh yeah, but we can't do that. <laughs> and then within seconds, we were knuckle deep, <laughs> just cramming, cramming chow mein into our faces. Just like, it was amazing. It's the, actually that was the best moment of my life. It's good. So uh, it's lucky. Free Chinese food, and I had a friend. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
Yeah. Did you eat, eat it with your hands, though? Oh, yeah, just to do their hands. We didn't even take it home. We were just there. <laughs> like, do you think brilliant. if the person whose Chinese take it was, away it was had just returned at that point to see two <laughs> students crawling on the floor it, like animals? It was five o'clock eating. in the morning. They might have come back and I just uh, I'll leave that there for a second. That'll be safe. You come back, there's two young men. Why would you leave? <laughs> Why would you leave a foot just like a perfectly good. Well, I hope. Thinking back, it was ten years ago. It would have kicked in by now, wouldn't yeah. it? If it was well, an Al Qaeda plot to kill two students <laughs> <laughs> by poisoning. But by why poison. would you leave a full Chinese takeaway? Why would you do that? Well, why? You, the only it was reason, brilliant. It the was only reason you'd leave it is to return to it. Is what I'm saying. You wouldn't leave it. You can't accidentally leave that. You think you know? You've got five things of Chinese takeaway. You're thinking, I'm going to eat that later. You know, you might just put it down. Go, oh, I've just got to go somewhere. Perhaps they were kidnapped by aliens. Well, there was enough for two. Yeah. So do you think that they bought it and then put it down by the bench and then got off with each other and then just thought, don't even need the food. Okay. <laughs> might be that. That's or maybe they broke up. One of them murdered the other one. Anything could have happened. Anything you could have eaten some evidence there. Oh. They might have. They might have killed their partner and then put them inside the Chinese takeaway in little it, bits. It looked like Chinese takeaway. <laughs> it might have just been organs in foil containers. <laughs> And I don't mean the sort of organs that are like pianos. I mean the sort of organs that keep you alive inside your yeah. body. It might have been a bloke who was delivering organs for transplant and just they'd run out of the special little... And they'd put the organs in... They had five organs there ready to save the life of a tiny child and then he came back to see you <laughs> scuffing the, the organs running down your face. That's Not the sort the of thing you'd do, innit? <laughs> Um, it was a good Edinburgh memory, though. Like, where did you go to university or college? Oh, I'm guessing college. I, I went to... Uh, uh, w- do you know what? <laughs> That's all right. He can say what he likes. I went it's to Oxford. Fine. I'm his guest. I'm his guest. He can, he can say what he likes. Uh, what did you get at Oxford? I got 2-1 and I didn't even do any work. Oh. That's good. So, that, you know. That's good. I got a first, so... Yeah. Yeah, Winchester College. <laughs> <laughs> Affiliated with Southampton, though, so... Yeah. But they were handing them out that year, so... What did you study? doesn't matter. It does. doesn't matter. It does matter very much. It doesn't it's mattering matter more much. and more I by the minute. <laughs> I studied uh, drama, television and theatre. Drama, yeah. colon, television and theatre. doesn't exist anymore, doesn't it? The course doesn't exist anymore. And the college doesn't exist anymore. Um, it's just a university. Well, it was affiliated with... Well, I just... <laughs> It was originally a college that was affiliated with Southampton University, which was quite high up the league tables. I think it was third after uh, Oxford and Cambridge. And then... Um, and then... Uh, and, then uh, and then what happened was uh, we left and, uh, and they, they closed down the college. Uh, they got a really good... They turned to a university and they got a really good media department. Oh, Jesus Christ. Actually, uh, Something must have happened in 13 years to talk <laughs> about, Richard. I, uh, I put Southampton as my fifth choice on my Ucker form. Really? Yeah. You got as many as five choices? Yeah, it was my final choice. Well, I think we I all got get five two, choices? I could have got, uh, yeah. I could have got two, if I'd got two Ds, I would have got into Southampton. <laughs> I didn't go to Southampton. I went to <laughs> no, exactly. Winchester. You went to the King Alfred's College affiliated with Southampton. So. And the, the reason I went was because I visit. I could have gone to some other places. Uh, doesn't matter where um, but um, I could have gone to other places but the day I visited Winchester University it was a beautiful sunny day and uh, all of the green hills were just gorgeous I thought what a lovely place to live for, year, <laughs> for three years and then when I, when I moved there it rained every day for the first <laughs> nine months and apparently it was a really high suicide rate it was, it was terrible and also because there was a high population of, uh, of uh, gays and lesbians at that university uh, there was a, out, of, out, of, out of all the boys I think 60% of them were gay and girls outnumbered us uh, so there was kind of like there was like forty sixty percent boys to girls ratio. Yeah. So there was a very small percentage of um, uh, heterosexual males, and all of my friends were single for three years. So it's just like so we used to call it lose Chester. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, we did. That was that was three years of my life. I don't care if you laugh at it. That was that, that was the actual thing that I shared, and you could have taken that on board and gone ah, oh, but you didn't. You went ah, oh, yeah. right. You do with it what you like, right? But but I'm just putting it out there for you to take, do with what you want. It's just clay. <laughs> what am I doing, man? It's good. It's good. You're oh. having a nice time. It's a very relaxed vibe. It's st- I started off badly by just, just complaining about being ill and worrying about being Rodney Buse, and it was hard to 
It was hard to lift it up from then, and you've done very well. I've done my best, You've done very mate. well with it. I'm going to ask you a question I ask all of my um, guests now, though I suspect you might have done this already. Um, <laughs> if you had to, I mean, like if you had to have sex with an animal, if you had to, yeah. but you're allowed to choose any type of species of animal there is, which animal would you have sex with? Oh... But you want an honest response. Uh, well, I want. To <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. Just want a response, no. well, I don't oh, want to no, no. just go for something. I don't even like something don't. like weasel because that sounds funny. Yeah. You know? Also, you'd fill it I want up, you wouldn't you? That would be it. like wearing a furry sheath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then you could have sex with something else with the weasel on the end. <laughs> be like like, a, like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A baby yeah. octopus. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me finish, guys. I don't mean <laughs> not a human baby. Um, well, if I, if I, that would be sick. That would I mean, be sex uh, with a human uh, baby with a weasel in between. <laughs> It'd be like those. If you had sex with a, a weasel and then a human baby, and then you could probably do something else as well, <laughs> on top of that, like an elephant. Uh, and then you could insert the elephant into a blue whale. And you could be fucking, <laughs> fucking. I think this would be a lot more palatable if the second thing hadn't been a human baby. That's, <laughs> I think I think this would be a quite a charming routine. Charming. You go, it could be a weasel, then a cat. It's like a reverse okay, woman who swallowed a fly kind right, of thing. Not a human baby. <laughs> um, if I could fuck any animal, yeah. Any, a human baby isn't an animal either. A human baby. I mean, yeah, humans are animals, technically speaking. They are, but <laughs> they are technically speaking. Um, yeah, well, it would. Some it, people who just, I think it may have come to the wrong show today. There's some people looking very confused about what they've they've walked into. Um, I don't think they're confused. <laughs> I, think they're, I think they're fully on board. Um, so, if any animal, what would it be? Oh, just four. <laughs> What, what, what yours? What's yours? I, I, mine's in a carpy because it looks like if it looks like a lady bending over in in sort of uh, zebra print trousers. Because you know I don't want to have sex with an animal, and so if I had to, that's the question. If you were being forced to have sex with an animal by you know a terrorist or something who said I'm going to blow up Edinburgh unless you have sex with an animal, but I'm fair. I'm going to let you choose any animal you want. So you can go to the zoo, you can choose anyone. It's kind of nice, it's nice, isn't it, that they would do that. They were forcing you to do something, that then they, they give you some choice. Yeah, yeah. I reckon I could be having sex with the Akapi, and just in my head, I could be thinking, it's just a lady bending over. It's just, unless it sort of turned around and tried to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> then that would be a bit, it's a lady on a horse, bending over near a horse. So if, a it was, thing. if it was like a, a meerkat, because it looks like pleasantly surprised <laughs> at the size and girth. Yeah. This is like... And it's good at sort of popping up and down as well. That's that. A meerkat's quite a good. But yeah, but you know. And it would say simples. At yeah, it say simples. <laughs> meerkats are overdone, aren't they? They are. That's, uh, that's, that's They've ruined it. That meerkat. They've ruined has it. ruined it for all of us who thought meerkats were funny. We all, all thought about fucking a meerkat, and you just think not if they're going to sell out like that. <laughs> I notice you're not shouting out on this uh, question, madam. Do you have any? Uh, a giant panda. Giant panda. That would be it. That would be it. What do you that like about the giant panda? You'd have to wait a whole year to come. Uh, Fucking hell, don't talk again. (laughs) Not a giant panda. You're thinking of Father Christmas, aren't you? Or you could have a camel, because then you could have two umps. Yeah. Fuck off! What, you came in not expecting jokes? (laughs) That is weirder. (laughs) And my peripheral question that I sometimes ask people... Uh, if you had to have sex with the Doctor Who alien, it could be any Doctor Who, any alien you want. can't be a humanoid one. It can't be Lily Cole as a siren Are there or any Amy Pond. Doctor Who aliens that look like little babies? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it was in the Peter Davison years. There was the, the Green the, Garden Patch one. The thing inside uh, the Dalit looks a bit like a baby. There's a kind of... I'm going to have all I of them if you had to. I don't want to have sex with I don't have the do- my Doctor Who expert here to tell me which one looks like a baby. Why do you want to have sex with a baby? This is... <laughs> I don't really. It's just you with know. the barrier of a weasel in between. <laughs> Why not just go straight for it? Not, you're not going to get an STD off them. Let's face it. <laughs> it would be a Cyberman. <laughs> That's good. Is that an alien or is that a robot? No, that counts. That Does counts. it count? Oh no! <laughs> you're the expert. 
Colin wants you to have sex with a cyber woman. A cyber woman. I don't woman. know, do they do cyber women? Do they have women? cyber women? Just in Torchwood, they do. Oh, right. Torchwood. They like Doctor Who, these days. That's scraping the bottom of the barrel, though, isn't it? I, um, I saw John Barrowman at a service station on, uh, quite recently. He was, he was just leaving the service station in a car, just like a normal person. But he was, even when he was driving the car, he was driving the car as if to say, yeah, it's me, John Barrowman. Everyone, everyone look at me, driving around. I've seen, at service stations, I've seen John Barrowman. I've seen CJ from Eggheads. <laughs> He's my favourite one. But CJ from Eggheads was really acting up. Like, is it like, and this was in the early days of Eggheads, before it was like the big success it is now. Uh, he was really... <laughs> I've never seen Eggheads. Oh, man. CJ? Oh, CJ, man. He's the best. He played, uh, he played the child catcher in, the, uh, in uh, the Hartford pantomime, I think it was. I, went, I once went, you know, when you drive... Chitty, chitty, bang. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so, yeah. But was, <laughs> just were, in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sinister figure. He's, uh, Panto season. <laughs> I imagine he talks like that, doesn't he? He, do, he doesn't. He's, uh, he's quite... Uh, um, What's the, what's the best way to describe him without? I'm, I'm now worried about seeming offensive all of a sudden at this point. Um, but um, he's um, he, he was he was when I saw him in the service station. He was there with the man, and they were really shouting each other and really going, "Oh, look at us, hello, this we're famous!" CJ. Yeah, he was really showing off about being famous. Essentially, without you know, he wanted people to look at him. When I, I'm in a service station, I just keep my head down. I was at the National Theatre, and once. I'm more famous than CJ from me, <laughs> arguably. I was at the National Theatre. <laughs> I was in the National Theatre toilets and uh, Andy Serkis walked in, but he kind of did one of them flip arounds like, I'm Andy Serkis. He's like, <laughs> I'm at the urinals, mate. <laughs> Andy Serkis, who plays. Uh, he plays Gollum. Yeah, Gollum. And it's like, we don't know what hobby. you look like, mate. <laughs> Sorry. He's, he's in that film with. Um, he's, in, he's done a few films. We know what he looks like now, but yeah. not about. Sorry, context. It was 2001. <laughs> Nobody knew what Andy Serkis looked like. Have you seen any other shows in, Edinburgh, in the Edinburgh Fringe, or do you, do you, do you go and see stuff? Oh, I don't. yeah, I have seen some stuff. That's yeah. why I haven't seen you because I don't go and see stuff. I'm too tired. No, and I, Ill. I, I get very tired from my show. Yeah, but I I've seen some stuff. I've seen the. Yeah, I saw Stuart Lee. Yeah, how was he? It was amazing. <laughs> they're calling it's him amazing. the. They're calling him the James Bolam of comedy. That's what they. Uh, so they. <laughs> so they call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, he's, he's doing right. Was he, was he full? Did he have lots of people? It was in? packed. Yeah. It was absolutely packed. He's in a massive venue as well. It's he like is. a 600 seater, isn't it? 700 seater? I think it's, it's 500. But, um, it plays no, like a doing, 700. It's, it's amazing. It's doing all that well. It's amazing. It was so good as well. Oh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go. <laughs> and is there, what's the next? What's you got in your pipeline? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'm just trying to get Edinburgh out of the way, really. Yeah. And then just thinking about, you know... I've got some. I've got some. I'm going to talk about you oh, later. What you, what you, I'm what talk, I've got, I'm doing something on TV. Oh, was, yeah? Yeah, I was thought, thought I might have you on it, but then you came on here and were really rude to me. And now now I'm going to have um, James A. Custer's going to be on it now. Oh, right. Okay, well... It's gonna, yeah. Good How do you feel now? <laughs> uh, no, really good, yeah. I went to see James A. Custer's show last oh, yeah, night. How was that? Fucking amazing! It was, it was really good. I've seen it in previews, and um, and it, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Go and see James Acaster. Go and do go and see him. Every Actually, do go and see it. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. No joke there. It's just really, really He's good. Just staring back at us. Um, and the, did, have you always done comedy, or did you do a proper job after you had this fantastic degree from Winchester? <laughs> did that lead to any work? Um, well. I, no. Did you just move straight into comedy? No, um, I was. Uh, I moved straight into bar work, yeah. um, which I love. I loved that. I thought that was great. It was the best job. I used to work in a um, in a pub called um, uh, the Glass House, and uh, this is this is true. Yeah, it's cool. I said a, a pub called the Glass House, and I used to sit in there, and it was quite an empty pub, and I'd just lean on the bar for most of the day, uh, waiting for customers to come in. But what had happened was someone had stolen the G and the L. So I was just leaning. I was supposed to go for the ass house. And people would just walk past the ass house and just see me in there on my own. It's like, fantastic. Uh, he doesn't even look like he has that nice an ass. I'm not going They couldn't there. see couldn't my see. ass, Richard. Oh, I was behind I the know, bar. But looking from the front, I would say, you know, if, if I was going to an ass house, I'd, I'd expect someone who looked like they had a nice ass. And you look like you probably have quite a big ass. 
I wish you all the best of luck in the future, Richard. <laughs> it's, we haven't got the sexual chemistry of me and... You know, me and Susan Kalman had more sexual chemistry than you and I do, which is saying something. But I think me and Susan Kalman should do a show together where we just have sex with each other. So I was really, really think our next year's Edinburgh show should be me and her having sex, and people just pay to come and watch that. And it's just quite an odd thing to have. A, neither of us are really that into it, and both of us are kind of, and everyone watches it. And it's quite strange. What, what, what are you going to call it? I don't know. It could be the Cranky's experience. I think <laughs> it's like a Cranky's tribute act, but it's a Cranky's tribute act of what they get up to off stage rather than on stage. <laughs> Sounds brilliant. I think it could work. <laughs> Do you know what? It's time for some comedy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> so we're going to have a five-minute break uh, where we introduce. Uh, he's, uh, he's actually just coming up to Edinburgh. You can get you can get off for the sec. We'll come back in a minute. Uh, he's just coming back. That's uh, Nick Helm there, ladies and gentlemen. Give a big round of applause. He's very insecure. I'm going to have to. Cu- I'm going to have to comfort him back there. He's going to be going, I didn't do very well. And I'm going to go, you did very well. You, you were quite good. Out of the 16, you're definitely in the top 14 shows we've done. Uh, so, <laughs> will you please... Well, he's, he's just coming up to do the last week uh, in, in Edinburgh. He will publicise his own show. Will you please, he's been supporting Dave Gorman. Will you please welcome Jay Foreman? Hello. How are we all? Are we well? Awesome. Now, can you guys, can you do me a favour? Can you all hum the We Are Currently Experiencing Technical Difficulties music while I look for the cable and plug myself in? That's the music that goes... So, if basically, after three, if you could all sing that. One, two, three. We found it! Hey! Okay, so how are we? Are we well? Awesome. Um, give me a cheer if you are a fan of uh, the Beatles. Yeah. Yay! We, we had an affirmative yes from down here. Um, who's your favourite Beatle? Um, Paul no, no, not Paul McCartney. Your favourite Beatle. <laughs> Which one's your favourite? You must have a favourite. What's that? John Lennon? What a coincidence. Mine's also John Lennon. That was the correct answer. And so here is a song I've written about everybody's favourite Beatle. What if John Lennon was still alive today And he had not been shot The general consensus is that that would be nice But I dare to say that it might not He'd hang around with Geldof doing Live Aid and the like Oh, I'm glad John Lennon died Now before you start to boo me and say that I'm a cunt Perhaps I should explain He last wrote a good song in 1971 And he never sang a decent thing again His music in the 80s would have sounded like Crowded House Oh, I'm glad John Lennon died And here's a thought, imagine if he made a guest appearance As a panellist on Nevermind the Buzzcocks All his contributions would be painfully bad And to see him look so past it would be really sad He'd always be on Twitter making really racist jokes Oh, I'm glad John Lennon died Imagine if he instead of Neil Buchanan presented Art Attack Oh, I'm glad John Lennon died And by the way, I wonder, did you ever stop to think about whatever would have happened to McCartney? Everyone would still be saying Paul is dead And they would have named the airport after him instead In 1990, Yoko would have killed him anyway Oh, I'm glad John Lennon died Sorry! Oh, God. 
I have to play that song in Liverpool next month. Um, so I kind of ruined that one because I laughed at my own joke in the middle of that. So sorry about that. That's unacceptable. But at least it was the middle of the song that I fucked up and not the beginning. Because I know from experience, if I get the very beginning of a song wrong, that usually means that there's no hope for the rest of it and the whole thing is going to go wrong. And I know because this always happens to me. When I was seven years old, my first time ever on stage, I had to sing in a school recital. And it was uh, in front of the whole school I had to do the song that goes, Do a deer, a female deer, ray a drop of golden sun. You know that song? Right, basically I had to sing that, but I was only seven. I got really nervous and I missed my cue to start singing by one syllable. Now one syllable may not sound like a lot, but it fucked up the entire tune and it went like this. Doa, dearer, female, dear, ray a drop of golden. Sun, mia, name I call myself, far a long, long way to run. So a needle pulling, thread, lutter, no to follow. So, tea or drink with jam and... And so on and so on. But no, 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 no. The real challenge is if I can do that to any song you throw at me. So, what's your favourite Beatles song? Quick! <laughs> what's that? That, that? that wasn't words. Do that. Someone else shout out a Beatles song. <laughs> when, when I get older, losing my hair many years from... Now will you be still... That's a, okay, let's have one more. Keep going. I, I am he as you are me and you are we and we are all together. Let's see how they run like pigs from... The problem with that song is the lyrics are already bollocks, so you can't tell I'm doing anything. Uh, let's have one more. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'll accept that one. Des Desmond has a barrel in the market. Place Molly as a singer in the... Van Desmond says to Molly, girl, I like your face And in the evening she's a singer with the Band of blah, de blah da. That's a fucking difficult one! Um. <clears throat> Autastic But um, we move away from the party tricks and back to proper songs now I paid my cleaner To kill my Now, before I do my last song, I'm going to do a, um, this is the the bit where I do a shameless plug. I'm doing a show every day at the Underbelly at 1.25. It's called Jay Foreman's Mixtape. I'd love you guys to come on down. Uh, This last song is one that I've written for everyone in the audience who suffers from multiple personality disorder. And I believe that to be every single one of us, especially me. When I'm with my club of friends... I take reluctantly whatever drugs they put in my hand And when I'm with my nerd friends I laugh at references I don't understand And when I'm with my football mates I sit there quietly and wait Until they're not talking about football But when I'm alone I go into my kitchen and I eat it all out when I'm alone I sit at my computer and I fart my brains out when I'm alone I click on sites you won't believe Why am I deleting my history? Who am I trying to deceive? And when I'm with my stoner friends We go to munchy heaven and I eat all the jam And when I see my ex-girlfriend I tell her all about how happy I am And when I'm with my political mates I sit there quietly and I wait Until they're not talking about football But when I'm alone I curl up on the floor and I pretend I'm dying When I'm alone I masturbate at my own reflection crying When I'm alone I see how drunk I can get I look my ex up on the internet And then I make myself sick 
To make the voices go away And then I eat up the sick To make the voices all come back And when I'm alone I get confused and upset I look myself up on the internet Thank you very much, my name's Jay Foreman 125 at the underbelly, thank you, goodbye! Jay Foreman, ladies and gentlemen, very good. Welcome back, Nick Helm from the Ass House, He's the proprietor of the Ass House. Uh, this is a question I have, I'm going to bring up. I don't usually ask in Edinburgh, I'm going to ask it to you now because I'd be, I think that we might get some interesting responses. I've asked a few people this. Have, I'm doing a show called Talking Cock. I don't know if you've seen it, it's very good. Um, I'm watching you, it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, ooh. Oh, ooh. fuck off. Oh. oh. So the thing is, I can dish it out, Colin, but when it comes back to me, it really hurts. Um, I like it when you're trying to join in there. What were you trying to say, Colin? Because I couldn't... T- oh, your mind went blank. That's what was probably confusing, Jay. Um, <laughs> you need a little translator sometimes. When you've only just got up to Edinburgh, you need a little translation. Have you ever tried to suck your own cock? No, uh, Nick. <laughs> Have you ever tried to suck your own cock? Yes. How did it go? Well... I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> Good answer. Have, what would it take? I'm going to give you all the, all the regular questions. What would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? <laughs> oh, no. So it's the return of an old favourite. People have missed it. Mm. So... Give me an offer. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm no Keith Allen. I don't know what you would, would you do it for 300 quid? Yeah, gone too, right. I've gone yeah. too high. I've gone, to, yeah, right. I've gone too high straight away. I should have come in lower. <laughs> come in lower. That's yeah. what he'll be doing. Hey. Uh, <laughs> that was a proper joke. It was. They don't like jokes. They don't they like, like jokes. They, they like, like jokes. esoteric discussions about oh. you know the nature of fame. Um, yeah, 300 quid. 300 quid for Keith. Yeah. 600 quid for Lily. <laughs> what about both of them together at the same time? 50 uh, so quid. <laughs> Using Lily Allen as the, con- uh, the prophylactic. Using Lily Allen as... It's all right, because he's changed your name, so it's a different per- that's actually a different person. <laughs> if, you, if you're up with the news, you'd know that. Um, look, we're going to do a competition now. Okay. Um, so it's a chance for someone in the audience to win lots of goodies from GoFasterStripe.com. Uh, no, I haven't got any tickets for other shows today, so never mind. Um, oh, what a shame. It is a shame, but I think they're probably all sold out. I think that is probably the issue. Um, so um, uh, I've got uh, Talking Cock, the book. Get that from GoFasterStripe.com. We can get all these things from there. Uh, do come and see the show. It's selling quite well tonight. This might be a chance for me to have one final sellout before the last week of drudgery in Edinburgh. Uh, and uh, Ten Lessons and Carols of Godless People. I think I might be on that as well. Uh, Collins and Herring, War and Peace, Crime and Punishment. If you're missing the old Collins and Herring double act, you're missing them, Nick. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Lee. Look, a proper good DVD that's worth winning for Stuart Lee, 90s comedian. Uh, and... <laughs> That's the, that's the name of the thing. Uh, and 90, and uh, another 90s comedian, Richard Herring. What is love anyway? I don't keep on harking back to the past like Stuart. I, uh, I'm moving forward to the 1983 uh, Howard Jones hit. Uh, so uh, you can win all of those things. And they are available online. Please do go at home and look at those things and uh, try and buy something from our sponsors. Go Faster Stripe, who are fantastic. Uh, doing the, have, you ever, have you had any DVD releases yet? Because if you haven't, I'm not having a go. They're very good. You should. I know. Get in touch I know. With I know them. the man from Go Fast. Yeah. right? Chris Evans, lovely. not that Chris one. Chris Evans, not that one. Yeah. Or that one. It's a lovely man. You're lovely thinking man. of the one from the Avengers now, aren't you? It's not him. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a different one. It's not Chris Evans from the radio or from the Avengers. There's the only other two, though. So what we need you to do is to stand up, everyone. We're going to make some statements that are either true or false. You have to decide if they're true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. Uh, if you get it wrong, you have to sit down. As simple as that. Rodney Buse. From the likely lads, is the father to triplets. Is that true or false? You don't have to join in. You can if you like. You can try and win if you like. That is as far as anything you can say that Rodney Bue says is true. It is true. In fact, when he fell out with uh, Ro- James Bolan, it was because he revealed that James Bolan was having a baby uh, on the radio or on a newspaper interview and James Bolan was never spoken to him again since then. 
Bloody hell, Mitch. He doesn't like, doesn't like his personal life being revealed, James Bolam. He's a bit of a dick, I think. Yeah. You know, give a, Rodney Buse is a bit of a dick as well. But give, let him have some repeat fees, James. Come on. You'll go. Oh. You have um, to make a statement. Can be about you, Winchester uh, College, anything you like. Um, I have already eaten four times today. You've eaten four times today. True or false? No, what is putting your hands on your head? That means true. Do you honestly think that I've eaten four times? <laughs> I haven't eaten once, actually. <laughs> so sit down if you said true. Old uh, headpan still in. Tom. But let's call you Tom. It's kind of polite. Yeah. And uh, oh, but you're... Oh, she left. <laughs> Blimey. That didn't work out well, did it, for you? That's, uh... <laughs> Gee, unless it worked out very well for you, unless you're sort of waiting for you somewhere. You made a little arrangement. Oh, it's a shame she's gone. Think I offended her? Yeah, well, who cares? Uh, so, um, uh, in uh, my show, What Is Love Anyway, I reveal that I've, uh, at Valentine's Day, I give my now wife a certain number of Ferrero Rocher chocolates every Valentine's Day. Is that true? Don't help her! True or false? That is true. So that's got rid of new cheaters. Hang on, it's true that it's in the show. Yeah, it's in the, and it's true also that I and do. it's true that you do I, that. I, I, I double it up every year so far. It's a nice little uh, It's lovely. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, you've got, if you buy the DVD, you can get the whole story. I'll, I'll give you a copy in it. I've seen that show. Okay, well, fuck you. Should remember. <laughs> have you got? Have you got another statement of truth or falsehood? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's harder than you think, isn't it? If you don't think ahead. If you, if well, if, if it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? When, it is. when you say, "Is there any homework I need to do, Rich?" and you say, "No, just show up." I think if you check your text carefully, it says I, you have to make some statements of truth or falsehood as well. I did, <laughs> I did not receive that text. True or false? <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to get the phone to check out. That is the statement of truth or false. Did Nick receive a text where I said, uh, you have to come up with statements of true or false? They're saying true? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I totally, I totally <laughs> did. Down, I just fucked it. I fucked it. Uh, we're going into Talking Cock, the book, uh, at random. That's a good book, by the it way. It's a very good book. We sold uh, almost, I think we sold over 100 copies of it now. We, we reprinted it. Uh, we don't, no, we have, that is true. We reprinted it. We printed 3,000 copies from Go Faster Strike. So far online, we sold 100. You, you, you printed 300? No, we printed 3,000. Oh. So uh, it's not going so That's well at the moment. That's not as good. Um, the uh, the uh, bulbarethral gland in the penis is also known as the marba gland. Is that true or false? You just read it out of a book. <laughs> it is false. Take that, Tom. It's the Cowper's gland. Everyone knows that. William Cowper. It's named after William Cowper. He, he discovered a tiny gland in the testicles. And that's all he's ever done that's any good. So it's not. It's just sort of below the... It's sort of uh, more in the... Uh, I guess, was that... Um, uh, what's the place where you get uh, cancer up there? Uh, the what? Prostate. It's more around the prostate Prostate? Area. I, I like to call it the prostrate. Because uh, that makes me laugh. Um, so, how many are we down to? Two? I think we could go down to two people. So, we'll do a numerical quiz. I've got to think of something numerical. How, how, how tall do you think? It's quite a good one, this. How tall do you think Nick Helm is? Hopefully, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And whoever gets it the closest will win. Six foot two and a half. Six foot two and a half? Six foot one, cleverly going a little bit lower. Just classic six. Six foot, but six foot one is the closest. So, sir, you have one. Pass those back to that gentleman, unfortunately. old One of our more elderly uh, audience members came second there. Well done, sir. The Silver Fox in the third row. I wanted you to. I like when the young people and the old people win. That's what makes me happy. But it's always the people in the middle. It was someone else still in. They're back. The headband girl's back. She oh, she's been... back. She was just in the toilet. She's just in the toilet. But no, just... Are you all right? We didn't, didn't upset you. Is everything gone? Oh. Did you, have a, did you enjoy the show, headband girl? What were you doing in the toilet, the two of you? Took, what were they doing? <laughs> they were just friends before the show. It, gets, it is quite steamy. It gets quite sexy. Don't it? Were you not invited along? No. Never mind. Would you like to? Do you, which one do you fancy most out of the two of them? If they're not, if they're not back yet. If you, had to, if you had to have sex with one of them, if a terrorist was holding you... You don't think you could do it. If he's going to say, I'm going to kill everyone in the world unless you have sex with one of them, you're saying they're so, both of them are so unattractive that you wouldn't have sex with either of them, you'd let the human race die out. Choose the weasel. <laughs> Choose the weasel. Oh, that was an unfortunate heckle. <laughs> I don't know. This, this girl's face looks exactly like a weasel's face, so that is very... If anything, choose the non-weasel one. Is the, 
probably the best <laughs> thing to do. Uh, but uh, thank you for... <laughs> Sorry, what? I thought you'd left in disgust. So I was thought I'd then try and make... What, you had a problem in the... To- Why did you go to the toilet together? We have to actually end. We've overrun. You're drinking pints. Yeah, but they don't have to go together. What was going on in there? I always love that because I like to imagine what I think. <laughs> what I think is they're just weeing in there. That's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm imagining happening. Anyway, please give it up for our guest today, Jay Foreman and Nick Helm. We're back tomorrow with Simon Donald, who created Viz, and uh, Helen Arnie. Thank you very much, Nick Helm. Thank you.